Greetings and welcome to A Couple of Goons, your weekly hod- podcast. Uh, hockey podcast. I almost said podcast, so we're off to a good start. <laughs> I'm Neil Payne of 538. That voice that you just Hi. heard was Walt Hickey, another goon from Insider. And uh, we are also joined by common uh, co-guest, co-host, whatever you want to call her, Emily Shearer, also of 538. Hey, Emily. Hey, guys. Hey guys, how's it going? I know that we are all uh, mixed up right now in different cities, different places, moving, all that kind of stuff. So this is good. We're in weird places. I'm I'm in New York City, <laughs> but uh, currently from a hotel room in Midtown, not from the Upper East Side. Yes, Walt, you are in Washington D.C., home Ovechkin, of Alex Ovechkin. Uh, you know, city. Yeah, this week. No, I'm in my friend's bedroom because I was at Sweet. a uh, rooftop pool and came down to record a hockey podcast. It's not bad. That is just the life, man. And you're, you're, you're uh, Emily, you're in the normal place, right? Yes, I'm still, I'm still in Brooklyn um, for another couple of weeks, and then I'm gonna go Ooh, hang out in uh, Southern California. That's a great oh, hockey wow. town. Sounds pretty good. Too. Southern California. Yes. Well, yes, Sandy, Southern California. Love my uh, San Diego Gulls, uh, the Anaheim Ducks AHL affiliate. Yes, and you even showed me one time a uh, a Willie O'Ree San Diego Gulls <laughs> hat on eBay, which I really wanted to buy. Although I was disappointed that it didn't come from when Willie O'Ree actually did play for the Gulls. I was sad to see. I was like so trying to convince myself that it was from like the seventies, and you're like, "Look at this tag. It's clearly from like 2005." It had a <laughs> URL for the manufacturer on it. Yeah, they didn't have those back in 1971. My favorite like subplot of this uh, venture has been. Determine like finding out that Neil is like secretly a real like sports memorabilia eBay guy. I thought that he was like your typical kind of of you know memorabilia nerd, which is like anime. But no, no, he you know always on the hunt for a bargain. Yeah, I was. Yeah. Oh, so the wife. core is your. <laughs> oh yeah, no, the hat collection. Yeah, no, the hat collection uh, represented a, probably an embarrassing <laughs> share of the total boxes that we used when we moved. <laughs> on monday i like when the movers were carrying them i was like yeah just put those like anywhere there's really way too much of them and you're emphasizing that fact <laughs> by carrying them in uh one by one uh but anyway yeah so a, a not inconsiderable number of them were were hockey uh mostly baseball but i did have a montreal canadians hat that i sort of like rifled around and found that i was gonna wear for the show and then i forgot to bring it <laughs> Uh, on our drive today otherwise I could have been um, because we're gonna talk about and and this will be a segue for the rest of the show we want to talk about Cinderella runs in the Stanley Cup playoffs uh, because we could have like one mega Cinderella one kind of Cinderella a kinderella uh, I don't think that <laughs> they would necessarily classify themselves as that uh, but of course I'm talking about Montreal in the first category uh, who, whom yes. we have spoken about at great length about their uh, un- unlikely odds of, of making it to the championship. And then the New York Islanders, who are now tied with the Tampa Bay Lightning uh, in in uh, the other series. And I, what do we call it? I guess they're the conference finals, <laughs> even though they're not, they didn't come out of conferences. It's very strange. They give out the trophies though, right, Emily? Yes. They are giving out the trophies, but they are referring to them specifically with the names of the trophies. I think it's like the Prince of Wales and the, the other one. Neutral. I don't the know. Um, yes. 
Yeah, yes. did, did, was so they're not referring to it as the Western and Eastern. It is just yeah. it's the old school way. Was there anything like particular uh, that teams won uh, related to the branding of those divisions? I know the divisions were named after the various like MasterCard, Mass Mutual, like all these different uh, brands. Did they get something uh, in relation to that for winning that division? Or was it just um, something to put up on a graphic sporadically? They didn't even always put them on the graphic, which I uh, I, I would have liked more. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure, I'm the sure Mass, Mass Mutual What do they even sell? Well. I don't even know. Yeah. Um, they, uh, they, they all find, yeah. I mean, like who's the customer for that? To do, me, do, do they watch hockey? I don't know. Um, <laughs> like I, uh, the playoffs have been really fun. I think that like the, uh, the conference championships have been good games. It's been cool to watch. It's definitely like, cause so the big thing with this so far is it's the first time that folks are playing interdivisional play. And one thing that I would love to hear your thoughts on is like, how's everybody holding up? Is it, is it like, were we, were our fears of like one division is really just going to suck uh, manifested or, or is everybody kind of on a similar playing field despite not seeing each other for more than a year? Well, I, w- I would say possibly our fears about the Canadian uh, division have been somewhat realized, wow. at least in the first game with the Golden Knights and, and Montreal. Uh, but but we'll see how that works out. I think also there was the sense, yeah, that like Tampa Bay kind of played uh, against a lot of like high flying, maybe not great defensive opponents in uh, in their division. And then when they had to face the Islanders. Maybe that showed up a little in game one, but then uh, they got it back in game two. Although it is funny that, you know, we already know, we already heard the sour grapes about the um, the lightning yes. playing <laughs> 18 million or whatever it is over the salary cap. But now they score with six men on the ice, six skaters on the ice uh, <laughs> in, in that game too. It's like, what 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 aren't the uh, lightning going to do in terms of yeah. trying to find it? It's, it's uh, you know, again calling professor Oak and having them send over Kucherov is, is definitely a, uh, a hell of a strat that, that I think that more people should try that out. Um, so, but yeah, that probably was, you know, it's probably been overstated. We talked about it last week, but, um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious as to, you know, as we're talking about, um, the, the two underdogs in these series, uh, that, well, Emily, I wanted to kind of start with you because um, you have memories, I'm sure, of Hockey Cinderella's underdog stories. What is your favorite that you've seen since you've become a hockey fan of, of a team making a Cinderella run? It doesn't have to be the championship. could be to uh, the Mass Mutual Conference Finals or preferably to the Stanley Cup Final um, because I feel like that we, we get that more often in hockey than we do in other sports sometimes. Yeah. I mean, I think the first season of Vegas Golden Knights was really fun and they exceeded everyone's expectations. Um, I don't think anyone predicted them to make it to the cup finals in their first year. It was also just very fun to see, I don't know, all of the Vegas. (laughs) I keep coming up with razzle (laughs) dazzle of just like that they pulled out um, to just go along with it. I think to this past season or the, first game it was very fun to think about imagine being in Montreal's shoes of playing in front of absolutely no one to playing in front of a full stadium with a fake castle a laser show a giant golden helmet a drum line with a bunch of led gear just like great great chaotic um 
showmanship. I love it. Yeah, I. it's just, like, I can only imagine what it's like to go from zero to 10,000. Like, it just seems like, psychologically, I feel like home field advantage might actually be a little bit of a, of a thing in this particular situation, if only just of how acclimated you are to crowds and being in society. <laughs> Well, and Vegas yes. always has a good uh, home ice advantage. The Vegas because flu. the other team Oof. gets the Vegas flu. <laughs> yes. Um. But yeah, you think of how we've all sort of felt as the world has been reopening and that sort of adjustment period, and then just like magnetize it by so much um, and involve yes. playing sports, going to a different country, yeah. is just um, like striking in a normal situation. I can't imagine it now. Um, before we get too deep into it, we do have two recurring segments. Uh, Neil, which would you like to do first? Well, you know, I'll, I'll be honest. Since I've been moving, I have not what? had time to really update the GitHub. Very what? disappointing. I know I've let down all of our um, all of our uh, listeners. So uh, I, I think we might skip Team nothing. of the Week because, it like, what nothing. does it mean at this stage of this the playoffs? You know, <laughs> what is Team of the Week? I mean, I'll take uh, if I, if I had to pick one. Let me go Islanders, just for getting that that uh, win off the Lightning. We'll see where They're they plucky. go with it. I like the Islanders. They're plucky, you know. Can I so, tell you my deepest they're fear? They're my team of the week. <laughs> at, at a stage in which <laughs> my team deepest of the week fear, and I, I will confess it, is that so obviously yeah, I got into hockey this year, and I had in front of me functionally three possibilities, right? Um, one of which was the New Jersey Devils, and I'd no longer live in New Jersey, so that was fairly right out, right? Um, the other two options uh, were the New York Islanders, which play hockey on the same island on which I live in Queens, um, and then the um, the New York Rangers, which are a team that exists in the center of the city in which I live, um, and, you know, easy to get to. Uh, and I kind of, you know, Went with a gut on that one. I went with the, like, oh, Madison Square Garden. That's going to be fun to go to. And uh, I picked the Rangers. And, like, it would really be something if in the first year I really chose incorrectly. And, like, <laughs> like um, there is a very, um, you know, uh, I, I enjoy the Rangers. I like everybody on the team. It would just be, like, pretty classic if the first year, you know, I, I chose most unwisely in terms of having a team go all the way um, at, at the end of it. But nevertheless, several games to go. But uh, that is a deep, like, God damn it, did I fuck this up? <laughs> like, yeah. That's the risk you run. Oh, though, no, I mean, like... When, when you're picking a team, yeah. you know? It's the road. I feel fine about it. I feel good about it. I got gear. I enjoy the Rangers. It's a good time. But it's just like, uh, Earth B, Walter. I'm wondering how freaking, like, how how exceptional this is. It's just like, anyway, back to Earth A or whatever Earth we are, um, 616 or something. But uh, so, no team of the week. Not a team of the week kind of week. Um, Is there a 22 that you like? Kind of a team of the week. Yes, I'll gi- I'll give you a twenty-two. Uh, I'll I'll give you a couple twenty-twos ah. because one will be Islanders themed and one will be playoff gritty slash dirty themed. So the first, the Islanders themed one is Mike Bossy, uh, who played for the New York Islanders during their dynasty and was really the big goal scorer on that team. Uh, he played <laughs> ten years in the NHL, and in nine of those years, he had at least fifty goals. That's freaking crazy right and in two of those seasons he had at least 68 goals uh including a career high of 69 which he set in 1979 uh so this dude was like uh one one of the most 
you know, consistent when healthy goal scorers ever and a true Islander legend. So shout out to all of our Islander listeners. Um, And then my other 22 uh, is, of course, Claude Lemieux. I think I've spoken multiple times about Claude Lemieux coming up behind Chris Draper and checking him face first into the bench, causing him to uh, basically break his face and uh, not be able to play the rest of uh, that game. And then them, uh, the guy in the Red Wings, Dino Cicerelli, getting mad because he shook Claude Lemieux's you, you, hand after is, he did this that. This is your favorite story as far as I can tell. Uh, and then <laughs> I, I've mentioned it. <laughs> at least three or four times. But anyway, so Claude Lemieux wore number 22 and uh, he was like a good player during the regular season, but otherwise kind of unremarkable. Uh, He never scored uh, 50 goals in a season. He only had one 41 goal season, which was during the time in which it was easy to get (laughs) relatively easy. I mean, that's easy for me to say, get 40 goals in, in a season, but in the playoffs, for whatever reason, he just decided to become uh, just another level of, uh, of player, and he won four Stanley Cups. Uh, he led the league in uh, goal scoring during the playoffs in 1995 and 1997. Uh, 97, he didn't even win the Cup, and he still was the leader in uh, goal scored. Uh, and the, the dude just constantly uh, stepped up his game in the playoffs and was also like super annoying and very dirty. And the type of guy that you would want on your team, but uh, hate if he was on any other team. So shout out to Claude Lemieux, another number 22, uh, and, and a, uh, a dirty playoff a playoff game stepping up I mean, I'm player, reading a couple of bylaws, and unfortunately we can only have one, you know, player of the week. And so we do have to pick, and by the bylaws we have to pick oh, the one to that is goonier. And so... Yeah, so I'm going to need oh, a little bit of specificity here. here as to the precise gooniness of each of the individuals <laughs> that you just described. Bossy sounds rather goony. Lemieux, notorious goony. So, like, let's hear him out. Well, <laughs> yeah, so uh, so uh, in terms of career penalty minutes, mm. Claude Lemieux had more, 529. But he also played eight mm. more seasons than Mike Bossy did. As we do. So if you do it on a per-season basis, uh, as we have to do in terms of penalty minutes, um, Mike Bossy averaged 21 mm-hmm. penalty minutes per season in his career, uh, and Claude Lemieux averaged 29.4. got a winner. So Claude Lemieux has to be our, our goon of the week, our player of the week, our number 22, because yeah. he is gooning. Mike Bossy, thank you so much for playing, Boss. Um, but we are going to have to strip you of your title because you did not fight enough people and do crimes. So, um. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly misdemeanors, hey, but know. sometimes felonies. <laughs> if Chris Draper um, is to be asked about so, it. So, Emily, since we last hung out, um, you know, obviously the forthcoming great Fudgy the Well delivery is coming. Um, that will that will occur sometime rather soon when we're all in the same place. Um, but since last we spoke, uh, you know, yes. you had a team that was in the playoffs for a very long time, and then the Islanders occurred. How was how was your playoffs so far? Beyond the the conclusion of it, did you have a good time? <gasps> um. So I stopped watching during the second of game. Uh, Six. I went to game six. I don't even know. Again, I blocked it off and immediately uh, pivoted to the next team available on my tiered ranking system. Um, so now I am a very, very um, adamant Golden Knights fan, <laughs> <laughs> as I always have been. Um, but yes. yeah, so 
that that's the benefit of the tiered ranking system. But yeah, it was frustrating to watch the Boston Bruins go out in such a just, I don't know, it wasn't even that big of a game. It just sort of fell apart very quickly. It felt like, I don't know, I hopped off because I could just see it coming. I could see that it wasn't going to get better. Yeah, it definitely seems like you can get, like, I will say that hockey games, this is very, like, random, but, like, I think that hockey games have energies that other games don't have in a way that, like, like you you can, like, baseball Mm, games might not have, like, a, like, oh, I feel dread right now. Dread is the main thing that I feel. Or, like, oh, like, whereas, like, hockey games, like, we've taught, like, when you know, to get back to kind of the Cinderella component of it, like when we were talking about Montreal uh, beating the Leafs, like that was a palpable psychic energy coming off of the ice over the course of game six and game seven. And like, I think that it has been very fun to see, like, you know, even without fans in the, in the room necessarily, like it has been like, Oh, you can like feel it going one way or another as it actually occurs, which is kind of wild. Yeah, the players have that energy that they give off. And in the case of the Leafs, you could really tell in Game 7 that they like started off with this, like, <laughs> please don't lose energy. And uh, please don't lose energy is definitely yes. the losingest of all energies, I feel like, in hockey. Yes. Yeah. So Cinderella stories, um, kind of like, what are some examples of some historically? Because it seems like, again, you, you've kind of come back to this chunk of wisdom that is uh, – like if your goalie is hot during the playoffs, then you have a good time, which kind of lends itself well to potentially outperformance compared to regular seasons and stuff. Right. Definitely. And uh, I'll, I'll go back to some of the Cinderella's that I remember from my childhood, um, uh, which usually <laughs> involved teams losing the finals uh, most of the time. Like I think back to uh, in 1998, the Washington Capitals made the uh, made the Stanley Cup final against this behemoth, the Detroit Red Wings team. Uh, and in the playoffs, they had knocked off some pretty good teams. They beat the Boston Bruins. They beat the Ottawa Senators, uh, who were just sort of finally becoming a, a, a actual functional franchise at that point. Uh, they beat Dominic Hasek and the Buffalo Sabers, and so then they made the the final. And it was just all because, or mostly because, uh, of a goalie, only the goalie, specifically Olaf Kolzig, <laughs> which is one of the all-time great names. Uh, but he had a totally dominant playoff uh, with a 941 save percentage and a 1.95 goals against uh, in, in that uh, postseason. And, and really, you know, carried them with the help of, you know, some other uh, uh, scorers that they had. Uh, I think of Peter Bondra as being a... a big time score for them but of course they got to the <laughs> final and uh they got swept uh summarily swept uh which does happen to cinderella's you know your cinderella only can kind of take you so far uh you even saw that they didn't get swept but you saw that with the golden knights where the when the when the party stopped it kind of stopped abruptly in, in that final uh against washington uh and so uh yeah i think about the anaheim ducks it's another team. I don't know where you stand on the Ducks, Emily. Uh, I think you may have actually no, she's, lost. I, stay, Emily I see her. She's still here. The, uh, I don't know if she can recording. hear me. Oh, cool. Yeah. No, she's still How here? do you come down on yeah. your fellow oh, Disney sorry, cast member? I can hear you. Ducks. Yes. Yeah. 
Yes. Um, <laughs> they, they are on the tier list, again, given primarily their relationship <laughs> to the San Diego Gulls, which are my hometown team. Um, so they're on there, but they're not in the top five. But I am a fan. Ooh. I also, that was my first hockey game. I went up and saw the Boston Bruins play uh, the Anaheim Ducks up at the Honda Center Fun at times. the Pond. Uh, the Pond is a good name for a place to play <laughs> the sport. Um Oh yeah! Wow. For a place where the dust. Man, this play. is great. That's on point. I like it a lot. Um, so uh, Neil can't hear anybody, so we're just gonna have to carry this. Uh, you are now the. This is gonna be a game of telephone, but I, I, I can oh, only I can imagine oh. in my mind's eye. Oh, so you can hear me. So I am the intermediate intermediary of the. Po- okay, I- so this is great. <laughs> this is like this like is a great technology algorithmically deciding the host. Uh, so, uh, <clears throat> Neil, next question to you. Uh, what do you think? Um, so they're on the tier list. Uh, tell me, tell me about these mighty ducks and, and the incident in the 1990s. Yeah. <laughs> it, well, it was in 2003, uh, when they went to the Stanley cup final, uh, against the New Jersey devils. And, uh, this was a rare case of a goalie. Well, really of a player on the losing team. Not uh, uh, winning the the Conn Smythe, the tr- uh, one of the trophies we've talked about and ranked before as the um, the most uh, valuable player of the playoffs. John Sebastian Giguere was the goalie for the Ducks, and he again carried them. Another classic case of a goalie carrying a team uh, that was kind of a Cinderella to the final, and uh, then they lost uh, in in the final once they got there, uh, which again is a thing that happens uh, more often than not, I think, when these Cinderella's make the final. But uh, that, to me, is one of the quintessential Cinderella runs by just a team with a hot goalie, fun uniforms, fun players on that team. Uh, I was rooting for them to beat the Devils. I didn't like the Devils during that era. I did not like them. They they, uh, brought about the neutral zone trap into our con- uh, consciousness other teams would have done it if they hadn't i realized but uh and they often get blamed for it but still the devils you know did they really need to win that many cups could they have let the ducks have one now then the ducks did win a couple years later but it wasn't really cinderella they were actually kind of a powerhouse when they won it i like I how, how cinderella, cinderella stories um are less don't seem to be like cinderella stories they actually seem to be like um into the woods cinderella stories where uh, Cinderella definitely gets to where Cinderella wants to go, but then Cinderella, um, you know, does not eventually succeed at the end. It's, it sounds like, you know, a, a very Sondheim-esque Cinderella story rather than a traditional Cinderella story. Is that about right? Yeah. Uh, there, there's always a dark twist at the end. But uh, not every... I should say I, I'm painting it like every Cinderella ultimately loses. But they... Uh, I, I think it's interesting what we think of as being a Cinderella that then changes our opinion about uh, a team. So like if we know that they win, especially if they win later uh, with maybe a stronger regular season on paper, then you would think, oh, the, clearly they were that good to begin with. But I think about 2012, the L.A. Kings were not a powerhouse of a team by any stretch of the imagination uh they were i want to say the eight seed or very low at least in the in the west that year i think yeah they were the eight seed um 
and they ended up going and winning the the cup final over the Devils uh, of all teams, uh, and and so who were also <laughs> a Cinderella, and so. Uh, so you would think like, oh my God, this is an amazing Cinderella run by a team that won- actually won the championship. But then they turned around and they won the cup again a couple years later, which then it sort of like casts their previous win in a different light. And you think, <laughs> were they really a Cinderella or were they just always this good? And we just weren't giving them enough credit or we didn't see it until, you know, they didn't come together until the playoffs. And so uh, a little bit of that with the Devils in 1995 as well, because they went into the um, Stanley Cup final as heavy underdogs against the Detroit Red Wings, um, who like if you read back some of the press clippings or watch some of the videos going into that series, they, they didn't even give the Devils a chance of winning it at all. Well, not only did they win it, they actually <laughs> swept the Red Wings in that, which was one of the most uh, just unthinkable outcomes from the perspective of before that series. And then they went on to win those multiple cups afterwards. So it was another case of, I don't think of them as being a Cinderella in retrospect because I know that they ended up actually becoming one of the premier teams in the league over the subsequent you know decade uh, or so uh, and beyond. So it's like, I don't know, our opinion of Cinderella's can be changed based on what you do yeah. afterwards. Uh, I so also. I don't know how much of that you heard, Emily, but basically Neil just let out a string of anti-Boston <laughs> epithets that I would just honestly love to hear your response. <laughs> <laughs> I assume Emily could hear me because I can see her now and hear her now. I heard you talking about the LA Kings, which are on the tier system, but they're below the Anaheim Ducks. <laughs> what number are they on your? How how many teams <laughs> deep does your tier system go? I th- I I think it's like ten, maybe eleven. It depends if you rope in like all of the like New York teams <laughs> at like the very bottom, where it's just like like if Vegas goes out, I will root for the Islanders because. I live here right now, but I mean, that's a, everyone else is gone. So now we're done with that kind of thing. It just, it it just ensures I always probably have a rooting interest somewhere. I like it. I mean, I can relate to it too. If I have a hat of a team, I'm going to root for that team (laughs) if I can. Yes. I have my tears. What we need Neil has is we need to design a new statistic mm-hmm. that I am calling the standardized linear postseason performance engagement rate, or slipper, to determine whether a team is a Cinderella and how strong that team Cinderella <laughs> is. Um, yes. Amazing. And we won't know based on on what we were just saying. We really need like multi multi year. Uh, you know, results to come in to be able to truly know the quality. So it's one of those things that could actually change retroactively uh, with with a larger sample of data, which I think I agree. I mean, that's going to be our next step: glass stick, stick, <laughs> glass slipper. Um, my understanding of, of sabermetrics: <laughs> glass slipper, generalized <laughs> la- uh, simple system. Oh, yeah, no, um, generalized logistic. Yeah, right. I reach anyway. We'll figure that out. Listen, algorithmic, exactly simple system Algorithm. for standardized linear postseason performance engagement rate. Perfect, got it in one. Well done. Um, my understanding Last of the field slipper. of sabermetrics is that um, most of the time is spent not developing a statistic, but rather naming a statistic. So we're already halfway there, people. <laughs> Yes, and the best thing here is that in the case, uh, to take it back to literal Cinderella, this is one of the cases where <laughs> overfitting is actually a good Fuck, thing. Neil. That's the winner. 
Damn it. Um, yes. <laughs> um, so fun. So we've got a couple possible Cinderella's that are flawless, you know, system that we are definitely going to have to design this week. Um, uh, we'll, uh, we'll, yes. we'll determine. So we got two possibilities and then like, you know, you mentioned earlier, like Detroit was a rather, you know, powerful team. The, the, um, you know, the devils were as well. So like, let's see the other side of that narrative, not like the Cinderella story, but rather the like, I don't know. Person believed to win wins. Yeah, what is the opposite of Cinderella? Um, Oh, well, I thought you were going to talk about the team on the other side of uh, of the Cinderella, the team. The Drusilla, I suppose, right? That's uh, the name of Cinderella's rich sister, right? The (laughs) Drusilla. Yeah, the lore. I I don't run the Wikia page for Cinderella. (laughs) (laughs) Um. Um, (laughs) but yeah you were talking about teams that are sort of anti-cinderellas where it's like there's no drama they they, uh yeah they the 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 team that cinderella runs afoul uh when they come up against and like to be honest we saw that a little bit last year also with tampa and tampa could do it again uh this year depending on you know whether they dispatch the islanders and or montreal although i don't think montreal is going to win that series uh because dallas was another uh cinderella type team that nobody really thought would make the final and then they just were sort of you know they won i want to say uh they, did they have a two nothing lead in that series or they definitely won the first game of that series and people were like Oh, Dallas could really do it. Yeah, they won game one, four to one. Uh, and uh, and then Tampa won the next three. Dallas took uh, the next game in double OT. People are still like, ooh, maybe Dallas. And then Tampa Bay came out and closed it out. Uh, so uh, I think, yeah, t- Tampa could be another example of a team that sort of deflates the, the poor Cinderella's. Won't someone please think of the Cinderella's? Come on. <laughs> you know, Vegas and Tampa – Especially Tampa, you've already won before. You've won multiple times before. Yes. Let the Islanders yeah. have this. No, Come don't on. do that. Actually, sorry. Wait, interrupt. No, not Islanders. The other Cinderella. Because I have. I don't know if you guys know this, but like I have been a long time Habs fan. Uh, way oh, yeah. to the beginning. Of the you playoffs. are Montreal. <laughs> yeah. You actually learned French oui. to become oui. a Montreal fan. Fun fact. Long time. Long time. Right. Longtime listeners of the podcast will know this. Early, I think it was episode three, we did uh, some uh, Rosetta Stone French lessons. And, no, I've been, uh, I've, been, uh, I've been following Muzzy. Mid-episode. I don't know if you remember Muzzy, but um, yeah. Yes. I know Jake Muzzin. Um, yes. Um, no, longtime English speaker Walt has been branching into French because of his continuing abiding love of the uh, of the Montreal Canadiens. Um, so I know that we're keeping it kind of briefer this week just because we genuinely kind of lack, you know, there's not enough material in the three games that have occurred to, to kind of go in deep. But I guess like moving, looking forward, like, you know, let's maybe let's let's see where everybody's at. Who do you think goes to what, what's our Stanley Cup uh, playoff matchup? Do you think? Neil, would you like to go first? No, Emily, well, yeah, you should go, go first. Emily, what do you think? I was going to let Emily go first. Uh, Vegas, Tampa, I think it's most likely, but I would like to see Vegas. Vegas uh, and Tampa are incidentally the two towns that I have been the most disgustingly drunk. Like those are, that's a good, like I, I, I've been to bachelor (laughs) parties in each Tampa is a heinous town to do a bachelor party in, but nevertheless, um, good work. And, uh, yeah, no, I mean, just, just terrifically 
terrifically liquor soaked cities. So that's a good final. I like that. And I think probably, yeah, I was going to say, probably no. you're not the only one. I would love it if both teams just gave each other the their local version of the flu every time they came. So, like, it was the Vegas flu and then the Tampa flu. <laughs> and the Tampa flu. <laughs> but the, won't you be inoculated against it? Like, if you're, if you're there all the time and sort of either resisting it or you're just so, like, your tolerance level is so high because you're there, then sort of you go to the other place and yes. you're just like, this doesn't have any effect on me. You know, I'm, yeah. I'm interestingly enough, they have completely different psychic and and alcohol identities in a way that it's just basically like a variant of one another. So uh, I think that actually, yeah, no, like the oh, yeah, I see, no, exactly, the Tampa um, variant. All right, so that's a that's a good that's a good final. Uh, I think it's going to be the Montreal Canadiens, who I've been a long time fan of, uh, versus um, Tampa. Yeah, sounds right. <laughs> okay, then yeah, I'll split the difference and I'll say Vegas versus the Islanders because I, I agree with you, Emily, that I think uh, Vegas-Tampa is the most likely, uh, especially after Tampa got that game two uh, over the Islanders. But uh, I still think the Islanders are like closer to pulling off the upset. So if I have to pick, like I'll pick one chalk pick and one underdog. And so those are my, my All right. combination. So let's uh, lock that in. Uh, we have entered it into the uh, goons uh, ledger and uh, we'll just see who's right. <laughs> yeah. Well, we do double or nothing. You're going to owe two. No, I'm going to like, so What's going to happen is if we do this, this, we're going to have to go to two different Carvels because that's just how difficult it's going to be to get a requisition of an appropriate muzzy <laughs> supply. I don't think that we should do double or nothing because the, uh, the, the, the probable, the two outcomes are horrible. One is you have like far too much fudgy, and then the other is that you have zero fudgy. And so I think that double or nothing is the wrong way to play this. I think <laughs> I think we need to either that's true. <laughs> we need to have a middle ground of fudgy, or we could branch out into other uh, like maybe. A Do you want to bet a cookie puss on it? Time. Is everybody down to put Who a cookie puss no. down? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah let's do cookie puss off of so we already have the the fudgy yes. off of um the the nwsl championship and then now we're gonna do a uh although like how how is it gonna be determined if it's just sort of like whoever's finals come true or uh uh if if none come true god forbid it's a uh, that would be it. What yeah. would it have to be? Montreal versus the if Islanders. That, if that's what happens, then we have to. We just have then to just chuck like the cookie puss into the Hudson. Um, that is just what has to happen. Uh, it is, you know. I mean, listen. I <laughs> wish so it, I wish it weren't like that's that, but unfortunately, sad. that's what we have to do. <laughs> we have to buy a cookie puss and chuck <laughs> it into the Hudson River. <laughs> Boy, the the the, the stakes <laughs> of this really just got raised. Um, we have to be rooting so hard against <laughs> that one particular combination, or rooting strongly for it because I do feel like it would give us like it some would give sort us of, some um, excellent symbolic audio. imagery. Uh, it's like Gary, excellent audio. You could hear the splash, and then it's like you could see as the cookie puss like face is like um, <laughs> melting into the into the river. You could see the the life coming out of um, Gary Bettman's face as he realizes that his two uh, powerhouse American teams are no longer uh, present. Although he would love a Montreal. I think, uh, you know, the getting that Canadian yeah, viewership would be, definitely would be. All useful. right. Um, 
New York area on the yeah. other side. You know, Gary, you Gary's got options, Gary. Do you think Gary's happy with his situation right now? Like, is are the teams that are currently kind of in the is Gary a pleased guy? <laughs> I mean, what do you think, Emily? I think so. I mean, I think there's always worse uh, finals um, that could happen. And so having Montreal, I think Vegas has a bit of a market now and they're kind of fun and interesting. And um, I think probably New York's is least <laughs> favorite option out of this, just given it's the Islanders and not the Rangers. But Yeah, it's the other New York team uh, in, in his mind. Uh, and I'm sure he would have loved Boston coming out of that. I mean, oh, on. yeah. Yeah, we could have had Boston, Montreal in yeah. the final. Uh, the dream the dream but anyway here we are so islanders there you go <laughs> um, uh so uh that about wraps it up for the week i guess uh we'll see y'all next week uh and you know where where can people find you guys you know obviously neil your dereliction of duty means that this is not an opportune time to pitch the the resource that we've been relying on all season you know with github.com yes, slash we won't plug that neil Payne 538com all spelled out yeah um <laughs> dot com yes uh very dot com. very very good url yes. uh where can folks find you both of you just go on 538 just go to 538.com <laughs> yeah i'm a 538 emily's a 538 <laughs> so yeah. good times Oh, I'm on the internet. And it's what about you, Walt? Anywhere that you just type in Walt Hickey, you'll find me probably. Um, but I am at Insider, and I am at Numlock, and a whole bunch of stuff like that. So, uh, yeah, good times, everybody. Let's enjoy these playoffs. <laughs>